0: Hello guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Haiky Adulting. Today I have a lovely, lovely friend of mine from LA, Miss Nyla Boone. How are you? Hello, I'm doing good. It is a nice Saturday morning today. Yeah, I was like, oh, I hope I didn't like wake you up like too too early because I know you went out uh, last night. So hopefully, hopefully you're... You're good enough to do the pod, but I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I've been wanting to have a conversation with you for a while, actually, because I feel like you're just the such an inspirational influencer that I, I love. And she travels, she does lifestyle, she does absolutely everything. And I like genuinely just love your content so much. So I'm so happy to have you on today. Um, yeah, I mean, I already kind of introduced what you do, but feel free to introduce yourself to the pod. Give us a rundown on who you are. Uh, everyone wants to know. <laughs> Thank you
1: so much. You're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Nyla Aquia and I am a travel and lifestyle influencer and creator. Um, I'm also a project manager in marketing. I always give my little nine to five spiel, um, but I love just encouraging people to live life to the fullest through my content, um, whether I do a lot of like daily vlogs, get ready with me, as well as like travel tips and tricks. So you can find me mainly on TikTok and Instagram, and soon, well, now YouTube. I'm getting back into my
0: YouTube, my YouTube bag, I know you posted about it the other day and I got so excited I was like oh hey she's a YouTuber she she has the videos on there and I like stalked some of your videos of like you and your mom dancing it was so fun (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what what are you planning on doing on YouTube now
1: yes YouTube honestly I'm now I'm just like transferring all my TikToks to shorts um but I feel like my fashion content does really well on YouTube in short form Long-form content, which I miss so much. Definitely going to be doing longer travel vlogs. Like, very end-up, like, every day what we did. Um, and probably as well as... There are a couple of, like, little... um, what I'm looking for. Um, like, just, like, things I want to do on TikTok, but I think will perform better on YouTube. Like, going through the journey of, like, my hair. Um, yeah. I was supposed to do this whole lock journey. I never did it. I think that would work really well on YouTube. Um, figuring out my style. I've just been in this, like era where I want to figure out what my style is and trying different things um that. so just like a little different figuring out my 20s type of content in addition to travel I think that's gonna be YouTube
0: <laughs> nice yeah no I think that's gonna be so so nice to transition I've also been talking to Camilla recently and Camilla's been on the podcast before uh Camilla Belas, uh love her so much she we had a conversation recently about YouTube too and she was just kind of like I don't really know like do I transition to the long form because like I always get nervous that TikTok's just gonna die one day I mean like just the short form in general like people are getting this like this wave of short form fatigue and it's just like it's just exhausting to keep looking at and I feel like genuinely I feel so much happier when I'm consuming the same creators that I just love in long form so that I'm able to form this like parasocial relationship that like feels good you know because I feel like there's only there's only so many creators on on tiktok that I feel like I'm truly invested in if any you know what I'm saying I'm like I watch Keith Lee and like that's it (laughs) I'm like I watch this like from the food reviews all the time and I'm like and I know Keith Lee I feel like I know him but it's like if someone else like in the lifestyle beauty space were to come up on my for you page I'm not sure how much I would consume of them because like it yeah like it takes a second or like it takes something super dramatic for me to get like invested like someone's family member like passed or something and you're experiencing their grief and then you're just like and then you're sucked in like to their story so then you follow them from there or or you just have to be super like Alex Earl and Monet and you know and just like yeah and just like glitz glam travel you know boss babe everything and it's just like I don't I don't find creators like that anymore I feel like I'm so I'm like going back to my same YouTube creators that like i loved or like the people that i genuinely loved consuming and then i'm i'm happy to see my friends who started on tiktok or who grew on tiktok like transition back to youtube because i'm like oh yay now i get to like be invested like you know like i'm so i'm i'm really really excited but um tell us how you got started with your like content creator journey when was that how did you get into it what intrigued you about it etc Yes. So I always tell people I'm like, I've really been a content
1: creator since I came out the womb. I'm very interested in like the arts, just everything, music, dancing. Um, I actually had a YouTube channel and I was in middle school, very dedicated to it. Um, I posted many dance videos, Aww. singing, all of that. Even um, and then going into high school and we would have like projects within our lit classes, we'd do like little movies and stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I think, yeah, my second year in college when I studied abroad to Barcelona, I was like, you know what, I'm going to like launch my YouTube era career. And this is really for fun. I wasn't thinking of it being a career, like a content creator. I was just like, I want to start doing more intentional travel content. Um, so I posted my first vlog, I think it was my Cuba vlog. I went to Cuba a little bit before I went to Barcelona and I didn't know that basically I like messed up on youtube because i started commenting on other people's videos i'd be like hey i love your oh, video oh, no. you should watch mine and you guys they they blocked they like blocked my
0: <laughs> they blocked your account oh no
1: i tried to appeal it they were like no sis like you went against our guidelines and rules which was oh, like spamming no. i lost all my videos over the past like like 15 years of my life um like i'm more in those videos because i would always go back and watch them so yeah Lost my account back in, like, my second year of college. I immediately just started a new one, re-uploaded, and I just – I started from there. Um, And as I started doing more videos and stuff and, like, making my Instagram more intentional with fashion content – I've also just always been into fashion. It was very organic. Um, Spotify reached out to me to apply to their ambassador program at my school. I felt – I was like, wow, that's – okay. I can get a job from – that's really fucking cool. Um, And so – I did that all throughout my time when I was abroad and when I came back, we started doing stuff on campus and that was the first time that I was exposed to creating content for a brand intentionally and promoting a brand. Um, and then a year after that, that summer, which is the summer of the pandemic 2020, I stayed home and I interned with Influencer Collective. So they're under her campus media and um, I was like really, really exposed to the industry of influencing and influencers. And I started joining like um, little like agencies to sign up for like free gifting and all of that. And that was my first time. I remember I sat down, I made a document and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And because I wasn't working that summer, what I did was content creation and my internship. And every day I like had video ideas. I was pumping out content, doing strategy. um, And that was the first time I like really actually like started investing in content creation being an influencer um that was really cool I also met a lot of people through my internship which was nice and um that was my last year of college too and I was like yeah I love YouTube YouTube it was just hard yeah no it's difficult um and also TikTok was not going well for me um I did a lot of like dance I did everything because I love everything I was dancing I did travel tips and I was growing but at some point I stopped TikTok. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it for fun. Let's focus on Instagram and YouTube. Um, yeah. And then December, 2020 I got COVID and I was doing my vlogs and the vlog popped off and (laughs) I'm there for the past from 2020 and December to now I've been doing daily vlogs. Um, people ate it up. I grew rapidly in 2022. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is the content that people like. is like daily vlogs on TikTok. So that's what really launched my TikTok career. And that's where I started really getting partnerships and collaborations and like actually making money money. Um, so yeah, that, I would say that's that was pretty much my start from beginning to career today.
0: Oh my gosh. No, I didn't realize how similar stories we had as far as just like, first of all, being a creator and wanting to do this, that, and the other. And like creator and artist, like, dancing singing the whole nine like that was us and then also my channel had a similar thing but not from spam but that's funny i was going to say like i remember that time of like youtube back in like 2015 16 where everyone was like follow for it wasn't even like follow for follow it was like oh my gosh I love your channel so much like come check out mine I put that, like that's just something normal that like everyone did and then I realized I was like oh yeah like it's not really like the way to grow you know but I do remember that time in life and I was always so mad when I saw those comments <laughs> it was so funny because like I did it too for like two years and then I started <laughs> hating everyone's like comments that did that to my videos and I was like okay well if I hate people doing it to my videos I should stop doing it to other people's videos so like I just stopped but Funny enough in 2020 I spent the entire year growing my channel because I was at home and uh I was out of I was out of yeah I was already out of high school I had already lived in New York City but came back because the pandemic started but then that year I was like okay since I'm home can't really do acting stuff right now let's fully go full force with YouTube so I did and every single week I stayed consistent af like so consistent i posted two videos every single day for uh two hello not every single day please that not not that consistent babe oh my god no two <laughs> videos every single week for the whole year of 2020 which is ridiculous it's insane and i did it i did it only for youtube to flag my like most popular videos And say that they were harmful and dangerous. And Nyla, these were literally videos that were like how to edit like your YouTube videos on your iPhone easy. Like it was like helping the community. Like I think it reached like half a million views.
1: Oh my god. And
0: it was a video that was consistently bringing me money like every single month. Like, I think I would get like a $500 check every month because of that video. And they took it down, and I kept trying to appeal it because, like, genuinely, there was nothing wrong with this video. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. If it just happened to this video, then fine. This happened at the beginning of 2021. So, yeah, like January 2021, that's when I got a notification saying that they had flagged this video. So. They took it down. I tried to appeal. Nothing happened. I cried about it. I was like, "Whatever. You know what? I got a strike. I got a warning on my account." And then, but it wasn't a strike. So, I was like, "Okay, it's fine." And so, then 2 weeks later, it happened again to another one of my videos on this channel. And it was for a video that was called um Uh, Where to get your like aesthetic copyright free music or whatever like that. And I was just like, you know, shouting out the YouTube thing, like shouting out Epidemic Sounds, like thematic. I was like, get your music from here. That got flagged. And that had like 50,000 views, I think 75,000 views, something like that. And that video was also rapidly growing. And I was like, what is targeting these videos? Like, is it people flagging it? Like, I just don't know. And it was very odd. I tried to get in contact with, there were so many people trying to help me, like my content creator friends who were YouTubers, like who were trying to help me, like get in contact with someone on YouTube, like trying to figure out like, what is going on with this? And so yeah. it just made me so depressed. I'm not even kidding. And then on top of that, my hard drive um, had like lost all of its footage I think I dropped it one too many times and finally it like got corrupted and I was like it's not plugging in like what's going on and so that was just a rough like all around type thing because then I started realizing I just started getting so sad because I was like damn like I guess we really don't own our content like I was like this platform is always going to own our content and it's like it's digital content so I was just getting like into this mindset of, like, feeling really, really sad because I was, like, honestly... And then I got another... Then I got a strike on my channel for that second video being flagged. So I was, like, Jada, what are we going to do about this? Why is my channel that's, like, growing and doing fine? Like, why is it getting flagged? Do I just start over? So... I just kind of made this executive decision to start over on my own so that my channel wouldn't get blocked. Like, because I was so scared that it was going to trigger another video in the system a a month later, two months later. Like, and then I was on like a quote unquote probation for like six months. They're like, you can't get another strike within six months or it counts against whatever, something like that. Um, So it was just so frustrating because I was like, this sucks. Like as a content creator, like we really have no power. And like I genuinely Nyla, was doing nothing wrong. Like there was nothing wrong with these videos there was not even like a sponsorship where like I wasn't disclosing like there was nothing wrong with these videos so I was really really sad and I just decided to start over because I was moving to LA in a couple months anyway so I was like okay I'm moving let's just go ahead and like let's go ahead and just like start over fine so I started over and then I just added like my old channel and it's still there to this day it's still like linked as like or linked as like a go follow yeah as like a follow this channel like if you want to see all the old videos or whatever um it was just kind of confusing for a lot of people because they were like oh like she made a new channel it's just very odd and out of the blues but i was like i didn't know how else to explain like i had to start over but that sucked and so i know what it feels like to like lose your content feel like it's all freaking gone and like you just had to start over but like i was like i love content creating like that's how you know you love something because like if you come back to something after a downfall like that uh it's just it's you must love it you must freaking love it so so yeah and then i did kind of the same thing i i similarly as well i i did the same thing where i like started tiktok and was like super serious about it doing everything and then i just stopped literally the exact same thing stopped and then i started doing daily vlogs in la (laughs) where where i was like day day in the life as an actor is like a 19 year old or whatever um and people freaking loved it They ate it up and i was like oh okay cool so we have like the exact same like Parallel, like, story, which is so funny. Um, and I'm so glad that we're still here doing all of the content that like we love to do and finally like making something out of it it just it feels so cool to like be here now and being like oh like after all of the adversity and hardship we're here (laughs) um yeah but I'm so glad to hear your story and now you're kind of diving into the the travel content like area for the most part um even after we just talked right before this podcast being like you need to take a break because yeah I every every time I go onto your story you're somewhere new you're just somewhere new and I just don't know where you are. Um, you're just gone. Um, tell us about your travel. How did you dive into like the travel space? Was it just kind of, yeah, let us know.
1: Okay, yeah, definitely. I was born into being a travel bug, travel lover. So my mom is also a big traveler. Um, I said, my, I think my first international trip by myself, um, it was a mission trip. We went to Bolivia. I'm also very in tune with the Spanish Latino culture. Um, so I love that. I was like, wow, it's amazing. Eye-opening, and like since then I remember I was like I'm gonna travel internationally once a year this is when I was 14 years old and I made it happen obviously through my parents help and stuff um I've traveled pretty much all over um and it wasn't until I started like posting it on YouTube and stuff is when I I was like I really love helping other people travel so like I always get questions like how are you able to do this where are you going? Do you have any recommendations? Um, I also started a a travel blog around the same time I did my YouTube and I was traveling abroad. Um, I really liked that. Um, I remember I was trying to figure out like what kind of content or like what value do I want to put out there into the world? And I did this, like it was someone who had like a questionnaire for you to figure out what you should do. Yeah. And it was like, like, why do people come to you and what do they ask you? It was always mainly travel related. Um, and then the pandemic happened, yeah, uh, which <laughs> all the travel influence out there I had to get real creative. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing maybe a little bit more domestic travels, maybe a little bit of road trips um, once it got a little safer to like leave your house. So I did a couple of things like just traveling more in the lower East Coast. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, um, which was nice. And for my 23rd birthday, My best friend and I celebrated our birthdays in Costa Rica, and that was my—I think that was my first international trip since COVID started in 2020. Um, That was a beautiful experience. I love Costa Rica; it's my top country so far that I visited. Buy a house there. I'm very big in Costa Rica. Um, I remember I was like, you know what? I'm going to travel once a month this year, and I did. That was in 2021. Um, And since then, I've just been making it work. Like, I make it work. Everyone's like, oh, how do you afford it? Or how do you do this? Travel hacking, travel credit cards, um, just finding using points. Because I'm like, why are we, like, the world is so beautiful. There's so many things out there, so many cool things to explore, to discover. Um, I also just love being in tune with other cultures and learning about other cultures, meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I can't live without traveling. Like, that is my number one
0: I was like that's my way of living my way of life once you start you just can't stop like it's so I just believe that the people who are the most well-rounded the people who have the most love in their hearts the people who just have are the people who have this perspective of the world because you've seen so much of it like you know and I I know that it is this thing where it's like oh I just hate when I see amazing travel content on my on my for you page or whatever and like people genuinely enjoying their lives and the comment section is just so bitter and so nasty being like oh like you must have did this or blah blah blah, or like this that and the other like just like shitting on them and their grind or like just completely being like you know and it just makes me so frustrated because it's like if you got out of your bubble at least once maybe you would see how accessible and e- or quote unquote easier it is than people think like i mean you don't have to travel and stay in five star hotels everywhere that you go like that's not what traveling is that's a vacation babe like that's that they're two different things um and Yeah, I just believe that travel is just so, so important for people not to figure out who you are, but just to get a better sense of the world because you're able to just see perspective from other people who live different lives than you. And I think that that's just so, so important, especially when we're growing up in our 20s and being like, who are we as people and what kind of lifestyle do we want and what kind of future you want and realizing that it's so much bigger than the four walls of your high school and college that you went to like it's it's very very important and i think you just you're just able to converse and like meet people at a different level when you've traveled you know and you understand that i I definitely know that you do but that's why i want to have you on too because i wanted to i i know you're also in a long distance relationship so like you kind of have to travel to meet your boyfriend like every once in a while um so that's something that you prioritize anyway in your life so how do you suggest that someone gets started? And I feel like you know this is where this is where your your purpose comes in for this episode. Um, get started with traveling, even if it's on a minor scale. Just kind of getting people, getting people somewhat motivated to like understand that they can do this. You know. Um, and I actually
1: have a I have a blog blog post not on this question specifically, but mm-hmm. just like different ways to save up for travel. Like, how can you prioritize and make it work? um I think a big thing is to like set your expectations just like you were saying everyone's like oh I have to be rich like I have to fly first class I have to be in a five-star hotel like you don't you don't have to do that um so I'd say like just level set your expectations on wanting on where you want to go and be open-minded with where you want to go um I definitely encourage people if you're just starting like travel to a different city in your state drive somewhere I did during the pandemic and I would tell a lot of people like start small Um, especially if you might want to do solo travel start small it's okay try out a new city Um, look up different places different restaurants activities you might want to do and then from there just like expand a little bit more like next time go to a different state
0: Mm -hmm. go to a
1: couple of different states go with some friends and then if you want to you know play with the big dogs now we're gonna go international it's not and you know it's not as scary as you think Um, going across the water is just the same as like going from (laughs) you know Coast to coast, like from east coast to west coast, right? Um, and if you do want to travel, you are going to have to like prioritize like saving up. Just like if you want to save up for anything else, if you're wanting to travel, set up a little budget to the side, put money in there, every check you get, just a little bit. And I always tell people to have a travel fund. If that's something you do want to prioritize, rather than like, um, you know, you wait and then spring breaks come and you're like, oh, I want to go here. Oh, shoot, now I have to come up with a couple hundred dollars to make, or as if, you know, last year, you just, you have a little travel fund that you put something into. There's always going to be a little bit of money there for you to even start with. Um, what else where are some other good tips? Be proactive with, like, if you're in school or if you're working, be proactive with knowing when you are you have dates off um, or you have days off and plan ahead. I always say, like, in the beginning of the year, look at your calendar. You know, you've got these days off here, these days off here. Work into your schedule where you can go. Um and when it comes to actually planning that trip, I use – I've used a lot of different flights and things. They're in my blog.
0: I'm like, we need to plug the – we need to plug the blog, so that we can go reference this. Yeah. Give it to us.
1: A little skimpy right now, but we're getting back to it. But there, are some,
0: <laughs> there
1: are some good posts I still live on there with travel recommendations. Um, Google Flights. I love Google Flights because you can, you can set, like, your dates. Like, let's say you know exactly the dates you want to be able to travel that you're going to have off – and this is where the open-mindedness comes in. Literally, just put in your dates and where you're flying from, and then you can just open up the map, and you can right. set how much money, you know, your budget for it, and just pick a place that's gonna fit into your budget. It's gonna be a new place, fun. Um, get your flight, and I'm always a flight. I buy my flight first. Some people are like the opposite. They're like, they're like, I gotta find housing. I was like, no, no, no. buy your flight. Nah,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> and then you figure out what you want to do there, kind of thing. Um, yeah, those are kind of my my main big tips. Like, be open-minded. Be proactive, um, and have a travel fund so that when you do want to go somewhere, you've got some money to start with.
0: Yeah, that's smart. And yeah, I mean I think it's it seems I guess it seems pretty like, you know, easy to just like say it like that. But then people are like, Well then how do I do that like actually, you know, like with where I this and that? And I'm like, I think it really is a mindset thing, just as much as it is like Uh, i i hate saying that though because it just it can sound so elitist in classes coming off like that i mean but it's like but like genuinely you do have to shift your mind and that's something that doesn't come with you know looking at everybody else and getting bitter like i mean you genuinely have to understand like oh me as a soul being i i am here on this planet to explore it like and if you view it like that as like it's your divine right to be able to do this you feel more entitled to the fact that you can travel so that like so that you feel worthy of it, you know, like, I feel like it's so easy to see people on vacations, like left and right on your feet, and then be like, oh, I wish I could do that, like, but my job won't allow it, or whatever, but it's like, but you have the money to spend on sizzle concert tickets and Beyonce and Drake and X, Y, Z. And like, and you will get that done, right? You will, you will wait on that for, for a long time. But then when it comes to travel, it's like, Oh, well like, that's so far fetched and so out of my, you know, whatever. But it's like, it is a mindset, a mindset shift. It is like taking, taking travel and being like you are our priority and like you said your your priority became like once a month go somewhere you know and then for you guys it can be even every three months go somewhere every six months go somewhere um but just making it a priority and yeah putting that money aside which can be something that's so hard to do especially when the bills comes up in this recession please um yeah but but if you want to make it happen you can make it happen you know and and it's possible. It's so possible. And now that we're seeing more people be able to do it, it's like you can complain and be like, oh, like there's not enough people who look like me who do it. You know, and I'm like, yes, there are. Now there are. Yes, there are. Now you can go on TikTok for you, pay whatever, YouTube, whatever. And then now it can't become a thing that's like finding every, it's like find an excuse as to why you should travel, you know, like don't find an excuse as to why you can't. Like it, it is a mindset shift. I just can't stress that enough because like it, I just don't want to sound like this person that's like, just go and explore the world and spend all your money, you know? But it's like, if you do want to make it a priority, you can. Um, I know you brought up, uh, like, travel hacking and credit cards, all that stuff. I feel like people get really nervous to dive into the whole, yeah. like, opening up credit card, like, situations. And I watch – I don't know if you know Karen and Nate on, on YouTube. They are, like, this travel couple, and they freaking go everywhere. You might have seen their stuff on your – even just on your recommended. They're super, super big. Um, But they – they're the pre- people who introduced me to, like, travel hacking and, like, credit card, all that stuff. And, like, I still – I'm just, like – Mm, touchy subject touchy waters because it's like people do not want to just like open up a credit card and then go into debt so like how did you navigate that situation if you have any tips on that at all um absolutely have
1: some tips again my mother travel queens it was nice being born into that right um amazing my main thing is first off when i first even got a credit card. My mom was like, make sure you get a travel one, right? You just start anyway. You know, unfortunately the way our country is set up, we have to have credit to do anything in life, which right. doesn't make sense, but that's a story for another day. Um, I wanted to, you know, get something just so that I can have, I have credit history. So that when I graduate, I need to get an apartment, whatever. Um, you know, I have something in my, in my history. Um, but the, my, the number one role my parents told me was do not use your credit card. If you don't have the money to actually spend. Um, that is a mindset thing. And if you know that you are not disciplined, do not get a credit card. Like, I don't get it. I tell me all the time, I'm like, if you're disciplined and you know that you should not be swiping it unless you could also swipe your debit card, do not get that card. Um, so the main thing is if you're getting one, which I do recommend you do it if you know how to use it correctly. Only use it when you know you have money. Um, and basically, I just replace, like, rather than using my debit card to buy groceries or, you know, all the things that I'm already going to be buying, I use my credit card because I then can build up points. Those points translate into money. It translates into flights, into hotel stays, um, and all of that. And, I mean, I don't even, honestly, I lost my debit card, like, a couple years ago. And I, <laughs> I'm i not kidding. I, I never got a new one. Like, I knew no one st- it was just lost like somewhere in my house. I didn't need it because I was like, I don't use it. I use my credit yeah. card and I pay it off when I get paid. Like I pay it off every two weeks. Every time I get paid, I pay off my credit card. Um, I know people might be like, well, what if an emergency pops up and I do need to use it? That's different. Of course, if you need to use your credit card for an emergency, obviously use it. But then you also just need to be very disciplined and like, okay, well, I need to pay it back. So like we can't travel this month because we got to pay, you know, we got to pay it off. Um, so yeah. That's the main tip that that I think scares people. It's like, I don't want to go into debt, but it's like you have to be strong-willed to not use yeah. it. If you know you don't have the money. Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then at the end of the day, that also sounds so like, yeah. Well, we know that, but it's true. You just kind of have to have that. and I have like
1: come into situations where it's like, oh, I spent a little bit more than I was supposed to, because um, it is hard to track. You know, you're spending invisible yeah. you money. To track, you don't have your check yet. Right. Which is why then it goes into like budgeting and just being financially aware of like the money that you have. Um, and I do, I use, it's called rocket money. It used to be called true. Oh, so I use that. And that's how I'm able to track my spending. So I know like in each category, like, okay, I can't spend any more. I can't buy any more clothes, girl. You can't buy any more drinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, making, tracking your spending um, it's also very, very helpful to make sure that you're not overspending and then getting into debt.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's also just a matter of taking it into your own hands and doing some research and finding out like what are ways that you're able to, you know, include travel, include all of this stuff into your life. And then I think from there you can apply whatever you learn to your own life because like it's hard for nyla to sit here and be like this is exactly what you should do with your paycheck like you know because like it's your life and you have certain expenses that we don't and then vice versa and yeah it's about being being proactive like you said i think being proactive is a very good word to use in this situation because like it can definitely happen i just I, it's so hard sometimes because like I also, I feel like my goal as a content creator and whatever I'm doing is to like inspire people to live the like their best lives and to do everything. But it's like our, our advice and our, our, Testimonials of our life and all the things that we've been through aren't going to help you if you don't choose to take those own steps in your own life. Like we we took the own steps in our in- own individual lives in order to make our dreams happen and to do all of these things. I mean, like it's the same thing when people ask me, like, oh, like how did you move to LA? How did you do this? And I'm like, this is how I did it that doesn't mean that this is going to be how you do it, you know? And I feel like people just think that there's just this one set path to do everything, but it's like, no, you, you take advice where you can take it, and then you have to apply it to your life and become proactive in some way um, to then see how you can move forward. But but yeah, that's, that's kind of our two cents on that, um, which is great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to ask you, what – what kind of direction do you see yourself heading towards now when it comes to, I guess, incorporating all of the social medias? Because I know like, it's just kind of, just kind of messy. And we're still at the kind of beginning of social media still yeah. to an extent. And it's so weird because it feels like we're already so deep into it because of how much we've been consuming over the past, how many ever years, especially in the pandemic years when no- there was nothing, nothing to do, but yeah, there was nothing to do, but social media. So it's like, we've been already doing it for so long so it feels like it's been here for so long but like who knows a new social media can pop up like tomorrow and like that's the new thing it's just like we're at the very beginning of this so how do you keep yourself I guess balanced mentally if at all (laughs) if at all when it comes to just like balancing that as well as like I because you're in you're you're in corporate you you have a full-time job you know so it's like how do you balance all this stuff
1: balancing is hard (laughs) um my okay thankfully I am working I work a nine-to-five as a project manager in marketing and luckily I'm fully remote I have unlimited PTO which gives me the flexibility to be able to focus on content creation when I would like to um I always tell people like I kind of shifted my mindset so before my current role I was in a role where it was a little it was a lot like it was a lot like I mean working on the weekends like it was a bit of a toxic environment honestly but I remember I shifted my mindset. I was like, content creation is my job and my nine to five is what pays my bills. Like that's my hobby, quote unquote. Once I had that mindset shift, I don't know, life was just a little bit better. We're talking about mindset today, right? Love it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And my life was just a little bit better. Obviously you're going to you know prioritize your job because they pay your bills. Um, but it's nice to have the time and the space to be able to focus on content creation. Like like during lunch or when I have a little bit of downtime because I'm not in an office, right, um, which is really nice. I also heavily time block. So time blocking is the only way that I can really get shit done and not be <laughs> yeah. overwhelmed. Um, and I don't even do time blocking all the time because there's just always so much going on. Sometimes I'm just not even on my shit when it comes to time blocking. Um, but I also – I'm an early riser. Like I wake up at 5, I like to be up, I like to work out in the morning. And then those like two hours before I log on to work, that's like, okay, we're doing content creation. I usually, I wake up, I edit, I schedule out my post. And then late after work is when like my posts will go live. I might do engagement. Um, I set certain dates for like responding back to comments and things like that. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I have not really been on on top of things when it comes to like strategy. I've just been, I feel like I've just been going through the motions recently. And I'm in this space where I'm like, I want to be more intentional. I want to bring value on all of my platforms and I'm like trying to figure that out as I'm, you know, like I said, going back to you. And stuff. So the balance is hard. I'm working through it. Time blocking will be your best friend if you are also a busy bee like us. Um, and also just having good support system and people that are there to like pick you up when you're, you're real down, you down bad. Um, heavy on the support system. I think that's been helpful too, to get me out of those ruts where I'm just feeling like depressed or I'm overwhelmed yeah. Um and just incorporating some self, self-love self days for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Heavy on all of that. Yeah. No, that's that's very, very important. And I, I touch on that in like almost every other episode about the importance of like support systems because like, I, I mean, that's just something that can really take you out of a dark place. Like when it comes to just having the monotonous like work, I don't know what my life existence purpose is like that, that can become very, very heavy if you don't have people to lift you out of that. So definitely that and and these days again there are so many communities online there's so many content creators in your space in your area in your city that you can connect with um that exists who are doing the exact same things as you like it's so crazy how many parallels that we've had in our story yet how many differences we also have but like we can relate on so much and like, we're able to just kind of connect and people can do like, you can do that no matter what area you're in. I mean, like I have gaming friends that I like game with, you know, it's just ridiculous. And it's like, that's what we bond on. And like, if you're able to find that in areas of your life, I think that that can be very, very helpful. But um, yeah, I don't know if you have s- some things to say about kind of the community of What's going on with POC influencers right now as as far as like, you know, brands and, and everything like that, because I feel like a lot of us POC people are feeling this down depressed down, I was supposed to say down bad, but no, definitely not down bad. Just like, just like not feeling like there's any light when it comes to the industry because of how like awful it can be. Um, what are you, what are you, what are your takes on that? Because I feel like I have some things to say, but I definitely want to hear what you want to say.
1: <laughs> I so it's funny, like after like the tart trip, obviously. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, mm, side eye, like what's going Robastic on? best side eye. <laughs> and also, people are just like, is this? Are we surprised? I mean, for example, I think they were saying like Tart's been doing this, right? It's it's always been not a lot of PFC. Um, and then a lot of creators have been talking about like, oh, they feel like even black history month um they feel like there hasn't i don't know they're just like it wasn't as strong as it was last year or the year before the idea of inclusivity is like dying down a little bit um it's frustrating it's just very frustrating to be on a platform like tiktok which is literally can change your life overnight right and you put all this work this time and effort in, and you know your content's good and you know your content's good yeah exactly (laughs) like (laughs) your content's good, but like, it's not being pushed out. Um, or even when you're talking about the strikes you're getting on YouTube, I have having the same issue with TikTok since I started I started going big. Like I've had so many videos flagged for no reason. Some of them, I couldn't even appeal it. Thankfully, I have a friend um, or an acquaintance, I would say that I met who works there and he's been able to help me like get my videos restored and stuff. But like, that's just me. A little forty thousand dollars. Imagine all the like all the other micro influencers, people on the come up, who are coming into all of these issues. We don't have anyone to advocate for us. There's never a human behind the app to really help us. It's just frustrating. We have to work so so hard to get so fucking little. And then don't even get me started when it comes like pay transparency and brands not wanting to. Oh my gosh. conversation conversations and it's so wild i'm starting to like really know my know my worth and advocate for myself i negotiate very well with brands but it's still scary especially like i don't have representation i don't have a management i don't you know sometimes i don't know what i'm doing i'm doing my best out here it's hard it's really just a hard road um thankfully i have met a lot of other like just black women creators and poc in general and it's nice to connect and to chat through these things and to uplift each other Uh, When I went to New York Fashion Week last September, I met a bunch of different friends um, that I've met just online when I moved to LA. Obviously, I met them in person, like Chaslyn and Molly. And what I loved is that I was like, why don't we do this? Like, everyone paired off. So whoever got invited to an event, we had like a designated plus one. We kind of just switched off. And I love that. I was like, I love a supportive community because that's how we grow. And like, each of us, I know we'll mention the other person's name in the room with a brand, right? Or we'll recommend them brand after we've worked with them I know I've given many contacts out or given many names to different brands and I think that is one of the best ways that we can grow within an industry that is not necessarily on our side all the time but bringing your friends with you because if you don't we're not going anywhere we're just we're gonna stay stagnant honestly yeah
0: yeah no yeah again heavy on the support because I'm telling you like that if you didn't have that imagine how much lonely it would feel like you know just not having that at all and i think i'm just so blessed to just have this corner of the internet that like is supportive is so like loving of each other like it can be so uh, nasty especially on tiktok i don't know you'll see like some creator be like oh like here's some contact emails i found and it's the most like generic like stuff which is fine i don't expect you to share all that stuff but then like don't hand all this out expecting people to like you know like eat that up and be like "Mm, yeah yeah like this is so good (laughs) i don't know it's just i don't know i just feel like it's a really toxic space right now and everyone is fighting to be on this platform and pedestal that they're not even on yet so it's like people are already getting so like scared of and protective of the stuff that they have so they're not letting people they're not bringing their friends with them but also i will say that there's something to be said about genuinely making like the connections that you have and like Putting time and energy into these relationships because it can, otherwise, it can just feel like this climbing game. And I honestly, I'm on the other side of the entertainment industry too, and it's just, it's just like that. The shit is nasty, and I don't like it. It's not fun. So if I see friends who are already just kind of, or quote unquote, friends who are already like just kind of in that mental hut space of like, who do you know? What do you like? When you go to a party and the first thing that someone asks is like, who are you wrapped by? Who like, I'm like, okay, next. I'm walking to the next fucking person immediately like big side eye <laughs> like i just yeah like that's just that's just not fun and it doesn't feel good and like i guess my biggest takeaway from this whole not seeing representation thing, whatever wh- however direction that that goes in um i just truly feel that like whatever you focus on expands as well and i know that that's taking responsibility away from the people who are in charge which sucks but it's like these are the people who are in charge and that's fucking shitty and whatever but like whatever you choose to focus on expands and it grows. So if you're thinking like, oh, like this doesn't exist, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's never going to exist, you know? And it's like, we can be as frustrated and angry as we possibly can, which we have the right to be. Honestly, what year are we in? And we're still dealing with all this stuff. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And like, and one year it was so heavy on the, you know, 2020, George Floyd, all the things. And it's like, these are when like brands are prioritizing it. Oh, my gosh. I have so many stories of so many friends who have been on commercial sets and uh, and in brand deals and different campaigns and whatever. And just hearing their stories just makes me horrified. And I'm like, how are we going to change this? Like, it just, you know, sometimes it feels so, so hopeless. But I do feel like we have the power to do like do what you feel like you have the power to do that you have the power to do like I I just don't like you know like the friends that you have lift them up you know like engage with your friends um repost their stuff repost their work like I just think that it's 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 easy to expand that kind of love rather than feeling like you have to take down the whole entire system. I think I posted something actually on my story yesterday that was like, literally it was something along the lines of like focus on love and like what you can do with the people that you have versus trying to take down these oppressive systems because it's like, me as one sole person realistically i know i can't do that (laughs) like i cannot bring down these oppressive systems but what i can do is love and support and uplift the people who are already around me so that that energy continues to grow and i think that that's so heavy to be said in every aspect of life not just this content creator like industry but i think we need to focus on more of that even as our own communities like on tiktok on whatever whatever social media platform because like that's where we're going to see the most change. Like you said, like, that's how we can catapult each other. And once people start seeing that we have this strong bond, this energy, like not just these loose ends that are floating around the internet, because I feel like I've had this conversation so many times, like even when the hype house came out and like all that stuff, like it's always these like white creators who are bonded together under some bigger purpose, some bigger meaning, whatever. It's always that. And it's so easy to like, even in og youtube days i mean like you got an alicia marie and then you've got all of her friends in like a circle and you know who you know what's working with them because they're all like affiliated with each other versus like the one black creator that's on an island by themselves you know but like now we're starting to see you know all of these black content creators start to like band together hopefully and like and poc creators whatever and it's just like we're we're trying to just build more of a, a force you know and like i feel like that that's what we should focus on rather than like doing that because i feel like that'll all naturally like again brands will flock to whatever is is doing well whatever people are banding together and if we choose to band together that'll naturally just help us in general you know so like help us before we think of like tearing brands down because like we can't really do all that like as a one person being but those are kind of my thoughts on it honestly because like there's only so much you can do like, and that sucks to say, but it's like, I think about that even in just like activism in general and just like climate change and just like everything. It's like, you can't stop the big things from happening, but we can do the little things that will continue to expand to big things. And I'm trying to like take the pressure off of ourselves too because I feel like we also put so much pressure on ourselves to make this change to inspire so much and it becomes exhausting like heavy on the exhausting because like you just want to like have so much change and you want the best for everyone but it's like I'm trying to figure out the things that I have power and control to do and like expand on that and keep working towards that because that does do something like it does so that's those were my thoughts on it <laughs> um yeah um any future things we should be looking out for from, from you any any exciting things coming up that we should know about okay let me just in my personal life i'm gonna go see beyonce in london oh yeah oh oh yeah oh my gosh i literally swiped up your story so fast i was like shut up you're going to the london concert imagine the audience just like everyone british accents like that's gonna be sick <laughs>
1: I've also never been to London, um, so that's I'm crossing off another country off my bucket list. So I'm excited. I'm going with my mom too, um, so nice. that content is going to be very, very fun. So I would say look forward to that, and in general, look forward to YouTube. I promise you guys, consistent this year. We've got. I have a Costa Rica vlog coming out. I have a vacation vlog coming out. We went to Chicago and I filmed that. Um, so content wise, look forward to that. I'm so excited. That's that's
0: lit yeah let us know and oh i'm just gonna drop the the youtube in the in the description as well so that everyone can go subscribe um and then i have to ask you what is your top adulting tip for the listeners today even though we've dropped gems already yes
1: my top adulting tip i tell this to everyone pretty much is a combination of just like focus on your own journey do not worry about other people. We all have our own journey. We're all going to get to where we're supposed to go in the right timeline for us. And you should never compare yourself to someone else because they have their own complete journey. Like, you're going to make it, you're going to get there. I could like talk about this for literally so long, but that is just my my main little nugget. Um, And just be proud of where you are. Remember that you're in a journey and you might think you're in a low, but if you like zoom out, you're like your journey is so big so long and you're about to get to the end like you don't even know yet so don't even worry about when you are in your lows and just focus on the good things that have you know that have happened um and not to like compare yourself or compare your journey to else's.
0: love it yeah i mean it can be so hard to to not compare your own journey to somebody else's because we're just so lives. we're so flooded with all the instant gratification. Yeah, we're so just like flooded with all the instant gratifications of like everyone else's success that sometimes you feel like you're behind or whatever. Like, I mean, when I started TSW, I was scared shitless. I was like, there is no way my career is ever going to go anywhere because like blah blah blah, I'm gonna have to be out for like how many ever months, years, whatever. And I was just like, Jada. I mean, it took like three or four months to calm the fuck down, but like it took some time to like be like jada this is your hiatus like if anything use this rest as like the most divine rest you will ever experience because once you're back into this game you're going to wish you're gonna wish i mean not that i was going through DSW, but like rest like the amount of rest that i'm getting now is uh astronomical like i mean i can't compare it to any kind of rest that i've ever had in my entire life like even when I was in high school, even when I was living in in New York, like whatever, there's just always been these responsibilities that I've been having to have. And I'm like, this might be the last time that I ever get to like, be a kid again, almost. And I'm like, I'm just like, enjoying it. And that's been helping my healing journey on a different level. So it's like, so for me, if I were to compare myself and my situation to my friends right now, who are getting booked for this and doing this, and like, that would just not be helpful to me. Like, that would just be Like that is me inflicting pain on myself that does not have to be inflicted on me, you know? And I think a lot of times we, we tend to cause ourselves our own suffering and like to, to an extent, I mean, we're going through shitty times, like considering everything going on in the state of our world and whatever. But it's like, I do think that we do have the power internally sometimes to just shift the mindset. I mean, take a shot. Every (laughs) time we say shift the mindset, but no, it's, it's so true. Like, I mean, if, I mean, like, I feel like now I can really say like, I can tell you from my own personal experience, like don't compare yourself because like, I'm still not comparing myself. Like it can be hard, but like genuinely I'm so secure in where I feel like I know where I'm going to be. And it's so scary to have this trust in this unknown because like, who knows? Like I, you know, whatever, whatever can happen, but it's like, I just know I'm going to be okay. I know that, the people that I love are always here to support me and that they want to see me win and whatever may have you. So I'm chill. Like I'm so chill. And I feel like that's been helping my healing journey. And so like, there's no reason to compare yourself. Everyone's journey, like you said, like you're meant to be exactly where you're meant to be and be proud, celebrate your small wins, like all the things, because like you, you deserve to. And that's just, that's just important. It's important to do that for your own personal growth journey. So yeah, if we didn't drop enough gems on you already, <laughs> I hope I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, thank you so so much for thank coming onto this podcast. It has been a pleasure to have you. Uh, we will leave down all of your links and everything. Any last words for the listeners?
1: <laughs> I love all of you. Thanks for supporting our good friend Jayden yeah. listening in today, and I hope you guys
0: have just a great rest of your year. Yes, have a great rest of your year, day, week, all the things, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye!